It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday. And on the special occasion, like tonight, going live on the Locked On Panthers YouTube page, which is why it's important that you, if you haven't, subscribe to Locked On Panthers over on YouTube, where you can watch every single episode of the show. Now, if you don't watch the show and you can't check it out live, that's okay. You can always check out the show on all of the podcasting platforms out there, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher. Rate, review, subscribe to all of those. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday, typically, not this Friday, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate either at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or leave a comment on any of that week's YouTube shows. Let's go. The Carolina Panthers have done it. The last time we talked about the Carolina Panthers having drafted a tackle in the first round was back in 2008 when they took Jeff Otah out of Utah 19th overall. Since then, The Carolina Panthers have not drafted a tackle in the first round until tonight when they took NC State and Charlotte native Providence Day alum, a Charger, Ikem Ikiakwanu with the sixth overall pick, and I could not be happier. I told y'all earlier on in the week, I don't care who it is. I was cool with Evan Neal. I was cool with Charles Cross. I was cool with Ikiakwanu. I didn't think he'd be there. And the Panthers certainly didn't think he'd be there, but he was there. It didn't matter to me. If one of those top three tackles is sitting at six, forget about trading back. I had plenty of people say, no, 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 they have to trade back two through the second round. I'm like, okay, trade the second round and draft two. No one ever told me who are they going to draft in the second or third round. They just said on principle, let's trade back. Forget taking a guy who coming out of the combine, was thought to potentially be the number one overall pick in the draft. Forget that. Forget taking a top tackle. Let's just trade back on principle. Screw that. And I'm so happy that the board fell the way that it did and that all the people who suggested trading back and didn't have any answers as far as who they should trade back for now have to sit here and celebrate Akia Kwanu. We all should celebrate. It's a great night to be a Panthers fan. We don't have very many great nights nowadays. It's been pretty rough sitting there watching this team suffering, absolutely suffering through Sundays the last couple of years, especially this past season as they lost their last seven games. And we watched Sam Darnold come in and be terrible. Oh, God, let's just not even really think about that, but still. What luck the Carolina Panthers were able to have. And we talk about all the time. It just feels like this franchise, this organization, just cannot catch a freaking break. But tonight they did. The mock drafts, as we talked about earlier on the original live stream at 7 o'clock this night, or this t- tonight, that 
Number one overall, likely is going to be Trayvon Walker, the third best George player at Georgia on that defense at the very best, at, very, at the very most or whatever, at most, he gets drafted number one overall. Okay, cool, whatever. Jacksonville, go to Jacksonville. Hopefully it works out for them. Don't really care about the Jags. No one ever will. Uh, then second overall, Detroit gets Aiden Hutchinson. Love the story from Michigan. Played at Michigan. Broke his dad's sack record. Finally beat Ohio State for whatever reason was runner-up for the Heisman Trophy, even though he wasn't even the best defensive player in college football last year. Uh, that's your boy down there, Tim Anderson, Alabama, who would be an amazing pick next year. But we're not going to talk about next year's draft. Either way. He goes second overall, third overall. That's where the intrigue started. Derek Stingley Jr. had the pandemic, had injuries the last couple seasons. Who really knew where he was going to go? But he goes third overall to Houston. Okay, great. No tackles off the board. Fourth overall, very simple. Jets, Sauce, Gardner, and then fifth overall. That's where we thought we would see the first tackle taken. The Giants had the fifth pick and the seventh pick. But they decide... Instead of taking a tackle there at the fifth pick, they take another defensive player, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. So the first five picks in this draft, all defensive players. For the second straight year, the Carolina Panthers got their pick of the litter when it came to one side of the ball there in the draft. Last year, they had the entire defensive board to them, and they took, obviously, J.C. Horn. This year, could have taken any offensive player, and they decided to take Ike Aquanu at NC State, the Charlotte kid, who might be the best player in the draft. Are you kidding me? The Carolina Panthers might have gotten the best player in the draft this year at six. God is shining on us, man. I'm so excited about this. And they needed to answer the question at left tackle. And he, I, to me, he has to start day one. Scott Bitterer said the other day that they are going to start whoever – where they're going to play whoever they get at six, they get someone at six, which obviously they did. They're going to get them. They're going to have them play when they were ready. He's going to be ready come September. He's going to be ready. As I look at it right now, the offensive line, left tackle, Iki Aquanu, and the versatility that he's able to show, that is huge for this team to have that. Because I talked about with Evan Neal, Iki Aquanu also offers that versatility. If they want to start him off slowly and play him at guard, so be it. But I don't think that's what they should do. Obviously, start him out at left tackle. Next to him would be Brady Christensen, left guard. At center, Bradley Bozeman. At right guard, Austin Corbett. And at right tackle, of course, Taylor Moten. Meaning, you have depth with Cam Irving, Pat Elfline, um, Michael Jordan. We'll see what happens to Dennis Daly. Uh, also you have, uh, Deontay Brown, you got to love the situation there with the offensive line for the Carolina Panthers. And I applaud Scott Bitter, the team's general manager for what he's able to do this last couple of months. He said it after they lost to the bucks at exit interviews back in January, he said that we have to address the offense line. We were going to be aggressive in doing that. The first thing they did in free agency was sign Austin Corbett. Later on, got Bradley Bozeman, two guys that have started, one who just coming off a Super Bowl, and another one who has played guard and at center and played, of course, at Alabama. And now, with the sixth pick, with whatever player on offense that they could have wanted, all three of the top tackles sitting there, they get Ike Aquanu. And if you watched NC State football last year, they loved 
running to the left side behind Icky. That man is a damn road grader. And what did the Carolina Panthers talk about a couple weeks ago when bringing in Ben McAdoo and what they wanted to focus on? They want to be a downhill rushing attack. Now, it's archaic. That's not what the NFL is all about nowadays. You need to air it out. But, hey, they don't have a quarterback as of right now, so I understand their thought process. And you have Christian McCaffrey. They brought in Deontay Foreman. Hell, you got Corbett now. You got Bozeman, two big bodies. And now you have this man, Iki Aquanu, there on the left side, who not only can protect the quarterback's blind side, but he can go after it and get downhill, and you can run a power all day and run it down the opponent's throat with that man. And I I love it. I, I love the pick. It's an it's perfect to sit there, and we know that he was their top guy, obviously at tackle position. I don't know how they had it stacked up past that. doesn't really matter at this point, but they got their man. Now, of course, you know, if he doesn't work out, you'd be like, well, what happened? But either way, I don't see that being a, being a possibility. He has this position, the least bust potential, I feel like, with Iki Iquanu, and for him to live a dream, to have grown up here in the area, been a Panthers fan, having been in that stadium, and now he's going to call that home. He's going to be an employer there on 800 South Mint Street in Uptown Charlotte. I love it. I'm so excited for him. I'm so excited for this organization. I'm so excited for all the fans out there that have been desperate for a left tackle. I've been screaming to just the universe for years. Just get me a left tackle. I wanted Panay Sewell so bad last year, and it pained me to watch Detroit play him at right tackle this past season. But hopefully he's happy. He would have been happier here, but hopefully he's happy there in Detroit. But a year later, the Carolina Panthers finally have an answer at left tackle at long last are suffering. Fingers crossed can finally be over as it pertains to the Carolina Panthers offensive line. Of course, they have plenty of quotes just talking about how his intelligence, his physicality, just what he was, what he's been able to do at NC State. I mean, he's a three-star kid coming out of Providence State. And it developed the way he did. Like, shout out to Dave Dorn and that entire staff. Because when it comes to recruiting, I know Mac Brown's doing a great job in Chapel Hill, and y'all know how I feel about Carolina. But if you, the proof is in the pudding there down in Raleigh when it comes to taking three-star kind of guys and developing them into top six, top ten picks. Great job there by Dave Dorn and staff to what they what they did with that kid, and now having him here in Charlotte, it's great. And I saw a picture the other day. I think I think it was yesterday of him playing flag football at the Siski YMCA. And I, I, that's a YMCA I grew up going to. I played flag football once upon a time. Of course, I'm not in the situation that Icky's in, but it's just so cool to have a guy that I can relate to in that way who's now back home here in Charlotte. should be a marketing hit. Everyone's got to be able to fo- go back there and love that guy and follow him and be a fan of him moving forward. But there's still things to go on the rest of the weekend. They don't have a day two pick. So... What do they do now? How do they get back into day two? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But first, let me tell you about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, Something you won't find anywhere else is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes loss and broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Go find another place that does that. Give them a try, and if you don't love them, you'll pay absolutely nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 
10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners. Head to ShadyRays.com and use code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code LOCKEDON for the best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So what now? We've gotten past Thursday, and the night has ended quite early. And, hell, it moved really quickly, the draft did. I was very happy to see how everyone decided, hey, we actually know what we're going to do here. Move very quickly. Now the Carolina Panthers potentially have a very long wait as they had pick six and currently don't have a pick until 137 as of this recording. What will happen now? Scott Fitter told the media after the uh, teleconference that they had that they are done for the night and they will try to find a way back into day two. He's already come out and said that they already have a third round pick. They used on CJ Henderson. He's their third round pick for this season as he was a pick for the future, not for last season. Excuse me. Although it felt very reactionary at the time watching JC Horn break his foot on that field turf in Houston on that Thursday night, the same night where we, they lost Christian McCaffrey for the majority of the season and to go out a couple days later, get rid of Dan Arnold, who had been a favorite target for Sam Darnold back in the preseason, sending him to Jacksonville along with a fifth and then getting a fifth round pick and along with a third round pick and bringing back CJ Henderson, who was a top 10 pick in 2020 going after Derek Brown, who was seventh overall here in Carolina. Henderson was kind of on the outs there in Jacksonville. Even the old coaching staff that, that drafted him, Urban Meyer, as we know, that was a colossal failure. And how the hell shot Khan thought that was a good idea? Who knows? But things didn't work out. Panthers inquired on him back in the summer, and they came back around and got him. And we saw him play and didn't really look like it was the best decision. But that was a decision for the future. So we'll see how it plays out, obviously, this season and beyond. Really, this season's huge as the Panthers, this time next year, will have to make a decision as it pertains to the uh, fifth-year option on both him and Derek Brown, who both at this time, at this point in time, I would guess, I would bet on not receiving the fifth-year option for the from the Carolina Panthers this time next year. Now, we have to let, watch the season play out, but either way, we'll see what happens. But as far as can they get back into day two, we've had plenty of conversations about this. The easiest way to do it, and the one I didn't like, was a trade back from six, which... And I was sitting there, honestly, I was sitting there thinking to myself, and I had tweeted out that there was absolutely no reason for Scott Fitterer with all three top tackles on the board not to take one. And obviously, Iki Iquano was the guy that they wanted. If they would have traded back, whoever would have got there, I don't know what they, what they would have taken, but the Giants probably, in my in my imagination, or I would I imagine would have taken Iki Iquano. So they would not have gotten the guy who was top on their board there. So they could have traded back if they wanted to, but just go ahead and get the best tackle there on the board. And that's what they did with Iki Iquanu. So I'm happy about what they did. But if they wanted to get into day two easily, they could have traded back. And they certainly could have justified doing that and still getting Charles Cross, who I think went to Seattle, and then getting Evan Neal, who went to the very following pick there at seven overall, to uh, New York with the Giants. So they could have done that. But they decided, nope, 
We're shocked. We're absolutely stunned that a guy who, coming out of the combine in Indianapolis a couple of months ago, was thought by Peter King and a lot of people to be the favorite to be the number one pick. Now, that changed to Aiden Hutchinson for a couple weeks, and then this last week, it turned out to be Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. So they were thrilled to see him there and stunned to see him there, as I mentioned. So that's obviously off the table now because they don't have they already used that pick in Iki Aquanu. Now, Scott Fitter has also said that they don't want to give up a pick from next year where they've already given up the six round pick to get Stefan uh, Gilmore for what really amounted to two, three games last year. Was great to have him here, former defensive player of the year, Rock Hill native. Was excited when they brought him here, but it turned out to just kind of be like a throwaway pick and hell, whatever. Maybe it helped out with the young defensive uh, backs being in the locker room. I don't know. Didn't really get a lot out of him. And this is not me banging on Stefan Gilmore. He's a great player. It's unfortunate he came up with an injury and who was never going to be up to speed until after the bye week, which was the perceived timeline that he gave to uh, Phil Snow, the defensive coordinator here in Carolina, when he would be ready to go and trying to play 100% of the snaps, where, of course, he didn't hold up. But that didn't necessarily seem like now, looking at it, hindsight 2020, Panthers have given up a pick there, as what Kyle Hamilton's getting drafted right now. So... That's where that's where they stand with that. So they don't want to give up any more picks in the future. So the other thing you could do is, as Christopher Wright is saying right now in the live chat, is trading a player. Robbie Anderson would make a lot of sense. I don't know what they can get the two with Robbie. There's teams out there like Philadelphia who are interested in the past. There were some links to the Jets early on in this offseason. The Patriots. Maybe one of those teams. And Bill Belichick does not strike me as a guy who's going to give up a second-round pick for Robbie Anderson. Now, the Panthers will have to give up maybe a fifth or six-round pick if they're going to find any kind of way to get in there to three, two if they're lucky. I just don't see two happening. And, yeah, they restructured the deal with Robbie Anderson, so it would be really weird to restructure and push that money down the road and then to trade that player a couple of weeks later. But he's someone – I've been saying this for a while. Just the way he played last year after the extension – I'm not saying he was dogging it, but the amount of drops that he had – Darnold, yes, wasn't great. The offensive line did not set the quarterback for success. I understand. But he still bears a lot of the responsibility for his play last season. And it seems like he doesn't want to do any of that, any of that at all. No humility that we've really seen from Robbie Anderson. Then he's out here trashing the fans, saying, like, oh, well, you know, the fans are booing us, but they don't, you know, don't boo us now and then be behind us later. It's like, dude, you've barely been here in Carolina. You've been on a team that went five and eleven, now a team that went five and twelve. You've done absolutely nothing here to sit here and tell fans how they should feel and react to your play and how this team performs. Get out of here with that nonsense. The last thing you should ever do is come out to the fans, people that pay your salary, and the reason that you even make the kind of money because they watch the games, and they attend the games, and they buy your merchandise and all that kind of stuff. So get out of here with that, man. I'm, I'm totally I'm, – I'm over it. I'm out on Robbie Anderson, and he's sitting here being all upset because, oh, Skip and, and Shen have something to say about, oh, Robbie Anderson's not a guy who should be out here saying, oh, no, I don't want Baker Mayfield, yada, 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 whatever, man. Get out of here with that. And, hey, who knows? If they trade for Baker, get rid of Robbie since clearly – he doesn't want to. He doesn't want Baker Mayfield. And the last thing the Panthers need to do is welcome in Baker, who already can have a volatile personality within a locker room, and then have someone like Robbie Anderson, who's already been vocal about not wanting him. I do think if someone out there would give Carolina an offer for Robbie Anderson, they would say absolutely goodbye, Robbie. See you later. We're good. Bad decision by the Panthers to give him that extension last year. Okay, so end of rant either way. So I'm totally. I'm done. I'm done with it. So they, that would be something I would like to see. Someone also mentioned earlier trading away Derek Brown. 
They have gotten a decent amount of defensive tackles the last couple of years. Davion Nixon, who factors into probably be a three technique. Uh, you also have uh, Phil Hoskins, Bravion Roy. So you, you understand why they would do that. And later on last season, he was benched. Uh, Derek Brown was. He did not, at least he didn't start one of the games. And he, he, that was kind of, they needed to kind of give him a kick in the ass so he could figure things out. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't want to give up on Derek Brown. I loved him at Auburn. He wrecked the SEC in 2019. You think back to that LSU offense with Joe Burrow and with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, that great offense line, Terrace Marshall, and of course, Joe Brady, who wasn't calling the plays, but all, all the credit for whatever reason. Uh, the only team that stopped him was Auburn. And who was in the middle? Derek Brown, wreaking havoc. Weekend and week out in the SEC. We'll see what happens. He'll never be a great pass rusher in the in, in the interior, but he can be someone who hopefully can stop the run. And they have not been great against the run so far. So we'll see. He's he didn't get his rookie year. He was playing next to Zach Kerr. He, he didn't have KK Short there to help him out. And then last year, you bring in Daquan Jones, who was solid. Now he's gone to Buffalo. It's his time to kind of show us what he can do. So do they think that he's the right answer? I don't know, but. Unless they're going to give up multiple picks later on, I don't know. That would work out. It just feels like player at this point. Maybe you give up a fourth-round pick um, and and a fifth, and maybe that might be enough. I don't know if it would be, but it feels like either players and multiple later-round picks for the Panthers have an opportunity to get there in day two. Scott Fitter, as I told you, I believe that he's going to find a way to get back into that day two slot. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll also see how things play out now. As the Panthers obviously didn't take a quarterback, and as I'm sitting here right now, a quarterback is yet to be taken, which just goes to show you what everyone in the NFL feels about quarterbacks as currently Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M just got selected by the Houston Texans 15th overall. So what are they going to do at quarterback next? Ian Rappaport had some thoughts on that on NFL Network following the Panthers draft pick of Iki Aquanu. We'll get into that conversation here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But guys, I've been telling y'all all about Built Bar. Built Bar is by far the best tasting protein bar ever. And summer is coming. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take you on take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags. It's your in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled up for summer adventure. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you could have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. All built bars and puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with built bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, so Scott Fitterer has said plenty of times here throughout the offseason that the Carolina Panthers have to add to the room 
the quarterback room that is. That they also need to help Sam Darnold, which they have done. Whoever's lining back their quarterback next year, they needed to invest in the offensive line. They did that with Austin Corbett, Bradley Bozeman, and now they've done so far with, excuse me, with Icky Aquanu. So you got those three guys that you've added as starters this upcoming season, along with, I think, Brady Christensen, who's your third-round pick last year out of BYU, and, of course, Taylor Moten, who they gave the bag to prior to last season, right before the deadline to do extensions for players who were franchise tagged. That back on, what, July, about, I think it was 14th or 13th when I think it was announced, was July 15th was the cutoff date. Either way, so they've done that. They've invested in the offensive line. They have depth. Cam Irving might not be a great starter, but a really good depth piece, in my opinion. Same thing with Pat O'Flynn. Not a good starter, but you know you can fill in at center. You know he can give you some snaps at guard. Might not be very good, but you need to have those kind of guys. You can allow someone like Deontay Brown to continue to develop. So depending upon how things play out, like if Bozeman is only here for one year, you give Brown another year to control his weight, get used to the NFL. He was a six-round pick. He does not need to start already, guys. And I don't tell me anything about – the guy out of Tennessee who plays for Kansas City that everyone talks about, who was a five-star recruit that had blood cloud issues, which a lot of people, I'm sure, didn't even know about. That's why he drafted the sixth round. It was not because of his talent, because he's immensely talented and a better player than Deontay Brown. But Deontay Brown getting another year to wait and develop, and then if Bozeman leaves, there's talk that Christensen could play center. And then you can slot Deontay Brown there at left guard if that's where he best is best suited moving forward. So that gives you time to have depth and continue to develop those younger guys. Same thing with Michael Jordan, who they like a lot, who didn't really show much. And we'll see what Dennis Daly's future is in Carolina. I liked how the offense line is set up. So whoever plays quarterback has a far better chance than Teddy Bridgewater had or Sam Darnold had last year, P.J. Walker and Cam Newton, and the brief starts that they had also for the Carolina Panthers last season in 2021. But who will that be? According to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, the NFL Insider, he said moments after the Carolina Panthers selected Iki Iquanu that they would likely be circling back with the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield to try and work out a trade, as has been reported by Ellis Williams, also the Charlotte Observer, who really had it before Ian Rappaport. Great job by Ellis. Go check out his work on the Charlotte Observer. Same thing with his colleague there, Jonathan Alexander. It's been reported that the Browns do not want to pay a dime of the $18.858 million fifth-year option fully guaranteed for Baker Mayfield coming up this season. The Carolina Panthers are already paying the exact same money for their terrible decision to exercise the fifth-year option on Sam Darnold. Now, the Browns didn't make a bad decision. Baker was coming out for playoff appearance. It made sense. You would think that Baker would still be there. But bad season, injuries, Deshaun Watson being available, the Cleveland Browns decided to move off of that. And I totally understand why they did it, even though it feels pretty scuzzy that they did. But Baker Mayfield now aggrieved, who is always the best when he feels this way. He is in this situation, in the NFL, win number one overall because of that chip on his shoulder, guys. And I get it. You don't always love it. And when you're losing, it doesn't really resonate with the locker room and with the fan base. When things are going good, which typically in his career, they were always going good, hard not to like Baker Mayfield in that mentality. And I would not hate having that here in Carolina. I love the guy since I watched him on a Friday night at some pizza place in Atlanta and Midtown, watching him throw for 500 plus yards as a true freshman walk on at Texas tech against SMU. I'm all in on him. And I think that's probably the guy that I'm not all in, but like I'm, I'm in and bringing him in. Like I'm totally fine with that. He's better than Sam Darnold, which they need to do. Whoa, hold on. The Titans are about to trade AJ Brown to the Eagles. Holy crap. Who are they going to throw the ball? Whatever. Tannehill stinks anyway. But, man, I'm, I'm cool with Baker. He is good. He's a good quarterback. 
He's better than the, the guy that you have here. And if they want to win, the only chance they have at winning is bringing in Baker Mayfield. Garoppolo, I thought, would have probably worked out better for the Carolina Panthers. Would have been just fine. And then you don't – well, I guess I mean, you got to give up whatever. But in the salary, they can they can fit it in. But really, they can fit Baker's in. That's $25 million. I don't think San Francisco is paying any of Jimmy Garoppolo's salary. Where Cleveland, their hands are tied. They already have three quarterbacks on the roster. They've added all those in the last month. Baker can't stay there. They're going to have to give up some of the salary, and the Panthers can probably give him a late pick, and they'll be just fine. And there's a possibility, too. Maybe. Well, I don't know if Cleveland would do that. Maybe you can get a day two pick with the Baker Mayfield trade. And the thought was that likely on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometime this weekend, that the Panthers would add to that quarterback room. Now, there's a possibility. If they do get in, and this, I've thought about this, and I mentioned this briefly uh, a couple months ago. If they get back into day two, what if Desmond Ritter, because they were sitting here at 16, Jahan Dotson just went to Washington. The commanders, I think they're now called. <laughs> yes, they are called that. Uh, but what if you get there in day two? Second round, what if Ritter's sitting there? What if another hometown kid, Sam Howell, sitting there? Do you take them? I think in all likelihood, if you're trying to win next season, Baker Mayfield is your best option. He's better than Sam Darnold. Let him duke it out. If he loses the sand, then God, that'd be one of the biggest embarrassments of his life. And he just got dumped out of Cleveland for a guy who has 22 uh, civil lawsuits alleging sexual assault and misconduct to win receiving massages. So he's already been humbled. God, could he be further humbled by losing in a quarterback battle to Sam Darnold? We'll see. But Baker Mayfield, it feels like he's going to be a Carolina Panther. I'm fine with that. They, they have to do something. I, I'm fine with also sticking with Sam and not doing anything. I understand that y'all don't want to watch that. I really don't want to watch it either. But, hey, they made that decision, and they should have to coach him. You thought all these things about him last year, and now you're giving up on him. What does that say about you and your evaluation? Well, we already know the evaluation of quarterbacks for Matt Rule. Not great. And this is a Scott Fitterer decision. Make no bones about it. Scott Fitterer is running the show. We didn't hear from Matt this week. We heard from Tepper. We heard from Scott, we heard from Dan Morgan, we heard from Cole Spencer, all the assistant GM and um, college scouting director. We heard from all those guys. And the whole scouting department's been changed and has been modernized by Scott Fitterer. It took him a year, and it makes sense. Just took the job late. He's been here for a year. He has control. David Tepper realizes that, pff, what the hell is I thinking giving Matt Rule, a college guy who had with barely any NFL experience, a say on personnel? He should have no say. I know, in, I know it's in the contract, but I'm sure he said, hey, buddy, if you want to keep your job, Scott's going to run things now. So the best thing is, too, for Scott to run things if Matt wants to keep his job because Scott will find better players than what Matt was going to find here in Carolina. And I get it, collaborative effort, alignment, yada, yada, yada. I I, I understand. So I'm I'm all in on the Scott Fitterer train right now. I guess not really all in, but like I feel good about Scott Fitterer train. I gotta stop saying all in because I'm not. I, I'm always skeptical of like just how great somebody can be. Like it's never as bad as it seems. It's never as good as it seems. I think right now things are trending positively for the Carolina Panthers and how this organization, at least in the front office, is being run now that it appears that Scott Fitterer has all the say. And in report in that report mentioned that it was a Scott Fitterer has been interested in Baker Mayfield. Not Matt Rule, not David Tepper, Scott Fitterer. Lead us the way. That's what we need to see. Okay, so Zion Johnson now guard going off the board at 17 to the Los Angeles Chargers. Going to protect Justin Herbert. All right, y'all. That's all I got for y'all. Again, this is Friday's episode. Uh, if you Obviously, if you're watching it live, thank you to everyone who has supported the show. Make sure, again, 
to watch every episode, subscribe to the episodes here on Locked On Panthers YouTube channel because this is the best way to check out these live streams that I'm going to do probably throughout the season as well on Sundays after the games. So I'm going to do that. going to do special things like this with the draft leading up to the draft as I did at 7 and, of course, after the draft as I'm doing right now, wrapping up right here around about 10 o'clock Eastern time here in Charlotte. So thank you again for everyone who supported the show that way. If you ever miss a live stream, that's okay. We're on all the podcasting platforms out there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, whatever one you listen to or whichever one you listen to. Make sure to subscribe and continue to support the show that way and let everyone you know who's a Panthers fan to go out there and to listen, watch the show. Like I've seen some of y'all out there and I thank all those that have been like, hey, what's a good Panthers podcast? And you're like, at Julian Council, Locked On Panthers. He does a great job. Thank you to everyone who's done that. Continue to let people know out there on the socials who love the Carolina Panthers to come check out the show, especially if you like what I'm doing. So if you like what I'm doing, do it. If you hate what I'm doing, let them know either way. I don't care. I'll, I'll take hate watching. It doesn't matter to me as long as people tune in. That's what I really need y'all to do. So I appreciate the support. Again, follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every Friday, usually, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So at me at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council, or send in a comment on YouTube uh, to participate next Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag. That's going to be it for me. The night is young. Still, it's only 10 o'clock. I'm all, and I'm off tomorrow. Headed up to uh, Lake Lure for a bachelor party and in Nashville as well. So I'm off. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Stay locked on to the draft, locked into the draft. I won't be getting back to you guys until probably Sunday, early evening. I'll probably put out the show, just come out that day. I won't go live. I'll, put out the, I'll be hurting most likely. So I'll put out the show sometime late Sunday afternoon, early evening. And then you can um, check it out then. And that will be my perspective of everything that we watch and see. I, by Sunday evening, I think we'll probably have a new quarterback. I think that quarterback will be Baker Mayfield. and. Maybe we'll have a new offensive lineman. Maybe we'll have like maybe we'll have a uh, a new linebacker, defensive end who can stop the run. I don't know. We're gonna find out though what Scott Fitterer and this organization can do. Emphasis on the Scott Fitterer. So be safe, be happy, stay warm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a weather update for you, but always and forever keep pounding i will talk to y'all on sunday slash monday enjoy your weekend goodbye is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.